0: You're listening to Her Body on Body IOFM with your hosts, Alex Navarro and Shayna Alverson, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Her Body brought to you by Body IOFM. I'm Alex Navarro. And
1: I'm Shayna Alverson.
0: Welcome to the show. We're very excited to talk about today's topic. We're always excited. We are. Well, it's just fun talking about stuff like this.
1: Oh, totally. Well. We can
0: geek out about it, so. Um, and you're
1: extra excited because of all the coffee. <laughs> I did.
0: I think I might have overdone it this morning, so if I talk really fast, that's why. I'm going to try. I'm also excited to talk about today's topic, so I think just uh, upon me kind of... Th- Brainstorming and thinking about things on my on my drive over, I was uh, getting excited and well, and tell the people sure don't forget anything, what is
1: so. today's topic, Alex.
0: This is actually per the request of one of our listeners. Um, we've gotten this request before, and it was just a matter of you know figuring out how we wanted to share the information. So today we're going to be, or I'm going to be talking about what my current regimen is. Um, that was the request. It's like, what do we do? What do I do for my diet? What do I do do for my training? Sort of what what's my current regimen?
1: And I'm gonna and, ask all the questions. And she's gonna ask all the questions because so. i I always have a lot of questions,
0: which is great because it's it's a little bit complex. Um, I'm gonna kind of explain what the past year has been like because it's in comparison to I would say, gosh, all the previous years, probably from when I first started competing back in 2006. Gosh, that was a long time ago. Um, (laughs) I had always had a very specific goal that I was working towards. I was very regimented. Um, I personally thrive off structure. So I'm a goal oriented person. So having a goal, having something to work towards um, sort of in any area of my life, uh, I thrive off of that. So that's part of why this year for me was so different. Because when I when I talk specifically about like my fitness goals, I had none. Like I really had none.
1: So no performance goals specifically or like did you have any aesthetic goals at all? No. Or just none at all.
0: None at all. And looking back, like at the beginning of the year, I'm trying to figure out exactly like why I decided not to set one.
1: Well, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on a limb and say <laughs> You're pretty hot. I mean, like, thanks. Your body is rocking, girlfriend, and I—I <laughs> I mean, I can just imagine that's something that you just want to maintain. Like, you're happy with the physique that you okay. have now, and you wanna—you wanna just make make it so that it's—it just stays that way. It stays awesome. Yeah, pretty
0: much actually. And yeah. in, in last year, so like a year and a half ago, summer of but 2015. I was very much into my gymnastics goal. So I did have a performance goal at that time. Gotcha. And which was fun. And, it, you know, it gave me the structure that I liked. And I kind of just, I, I don't know, I wasn't as excited about it after a few months of doing it. Um, well, I would just kind of go through the motions. I wasn't, like, feeling motivated. And and I did see some aesthetic changes that I didn't necessarily like, along with ones that I did. So, I would say from the summer going through the end of last year, I kind of just dabbled here and there. Um, and then I think going into the new year, I just, no rhyme or reason to the workouts whatsoever. Yeah. Whatsoever. Um, and I think part of why sort of the, the, the fitness goals took a backseat is because I had more stuff going on in my personal life that were taking priority over my fitness goals. And being that I didn't have something fitness-related that I felt like I needed to work towards, just like you said, like, I'm happy with my body. I'm just maintaining. Yeah.
1: Well, and I guess I'm just trying to tease out of you also that there kind of are goals there. Yes, that's But true. even though they're not like these, you know, major competition goals, like, your goal doesn't have to be, I want to win this right. or I want to fit in that. Your goal could be, I just want to stay healthy and happy. I want to maintain my mobility. I want to feel comfortable in my own skin. I want to, you know, be able to climb on the countertop like a spider monkey. I want to. (laughs) Priority speaking. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I want, you know, I want to keep fitness as part of my life. Like, I know that's really important for me. Like, I don't have any specific goals right now either, but I need to keep fitness in my life because for my mental health, it's really important. Right. Right for stress relief. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. so I think I would contradict you just a little bit <laughs> and just say that you did have goals, but they were just maybe not so obvious and a little bit sneakier. It's true. Yeah. And, and, and in saying that, I think the first month,
0: like everything I did was unintentional. I was literally just living and trying to like maintain the well, I guess it was more of creating the balance that I really wanted, and before even in having larger goals, I found a balance. But with sort of this this new year, and part of it honestly is because I was in a new relationship, well, not a new relationship, but right. an important relationship. I had just gotten engaged,
1: kind of important, kind of important, and she just got married,
0: and I did just get married um, about a month ago or so. You're like and a real grown up now. I do. I feel like an adult. It's weird. <laughs> I'm like, oh crap. I have to be adult now. <laughs> but I think having that, this new person, this new sort of, you know, relationship and lifestyle, I was that, at that point really trying to make the fitness, I'm going to say less of a priority, but put less pressure on myself to set big goals.
1: Yeah. Well, and when your life changes in that way, you're trying to fit another person into it, your priorities do change. And- Absolutely. You know, it, then it becomes like, how do I keep this in my life in a manageable way so it doesn't feel like I'm sacrificing my relationship to the gym or, Exactly.
0: Know. Or around yeah. food too, yeah. because that's actually part of where that started is he is a very social person, way more social than I am. He's like the little butterfly that floats around <laughs> and I'm just trying to catch up. <laughs> um, and we do, we do a lot of social things, which involves going out to eat a lot. And at first, when we first started uh, dating, it stressed me out because I was like, oh my gosh, we're going out to eat a lot. And I'm I'm pretty good at managing the eating out. I yeah. mean, we've talked about this plenty on the show, but it was still more so than I had ever experienced yeah. before in like really yummy places. <laughs> so me also, like when it comes to food, I, I if someone, if I order like, especially if it's an expensive meal, I'm like, I'm going to eat the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Like, you that's where portion control kind flight. of goes out the window. I'm like, no, I'm going to eat all of it mm-hmm. because this was, you know, X amount of money. Like, I'm not going to let this go to waste. You can't really take it home. It's not quite the same in, in those situations. Oh, so
1: it's so funny how, like, those little mental things change your behavior. Like, totally. Like, just a change of scenery changes how much you consume based on, like, the way you're thinking about the things that you're eating. Yes. Exactly, so exactly. It's really interesting.
0: <laughs> and we do a lot of family events with his family, um, and they're Russian, and there's a very heavy carby foods, and there's a lot of it, and they just want to feed
1: you all the time. <laughs> I don't know that much about Russian <laughs> cuisine. Is it like, are the, is it start, like I'm, the only thing I know is like borscht.
0: Borscht delicious, but starchy. I mean, it's a beet soup, yeah, beets and it's usually just are... potatoes. Um, actually, I found that it was an interesting mix of like there are very starchy, very like potato bread yeah. based. Um, but they're also really big on meats too, which is great. So awesome. there was always some sort of uh, a beef or chicken dish. They eat a lot of fish, a lot of salmon, actually. Hmm. Um, usually on any of the family spread tables, there was like three kinds of salmon. So it was like smoked salmon. Uh, Baked salmon, cured salmon, like a variety. So I've actually made like a low-carb day work really well. um, And they pickle like all the things, which kind of makes sense looking at like their climate and everything. (laughs) If something's in season, they like harvest it and then they just pickle it so they have it for the rest of the year. It
1: preserves it.
0: Preserves it, exactly. Um, So I have been able to make low-carb work there. But also when we first started seeing each other, I wanted to to try all the stuff. You You have to try all the things. Exactly. Exactly. So going, I would say, through January of this year, I ran a lot of unintentional experiments. And literally, I was just living. Like I was just kind of going with the flow day to day. And at first, it, it did stress me out sort of in the back of my mind like, okay, I'm eating a lot more carbs than I normally would more often. And I'm now not going to the gym as much. Or doing as much when I do go. And I'll talk a little bit more about like how I structured my training when I actually went to the gym in a second. And at the end of January, I was, you know, I kind of looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, I kind of look the same. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, nothing has changed. There's something
1: to this. And I was like a little more relaxed. So do you... Do you log your food? Do you keep a food journal? Do you use the app? Do you like how do you track that?
0: I do, do keep you? um I, I use my fitness pal.. Okay. And honestly, when I going through January, I didn't do any of that. It was more just like mental notes. Mm-hmm. And um, I did keep a calendar, though, which I think I'll put together and probably share in the show notes because oh, it's cool. kind of cool how you can see sort of like when i had a carbonate when i had a cbl like how i spaced them out based on how i felt so i'll talk about sort of the biofeedback that i used for the rest of this year to kind of gauge my needs which was really cool information so as i kind of after january i was like okay all these unintentional experiments went well you're so you're like a
1: scientist
0: totally it's really fun actually you're
1: collecting data
0: <laughs> so then going into the next couple months Then I was just a little more thoughtful about how I ran these experiments. And I literally went into the experiments like, let's just see what happens. And maybe things won't work out well, but at least I know what to do.
1: So at some point, you realized that you were kind of playing around with your food content. And Mm -hmm. you started to do it intentionally? Yes. Okay.
0: Or just being more mindful of it. Gotcha. So there was still not necessarily much rhyme or reason to like when i would have carbs specifically we'll talk about the carbs okay um because i always had my ulc baseline and that baseline is something ULC that ulc
1: is ultra low carb yes by the way
0: i've established my ulc baseline like a couple of years ago in terms of like what i need just to maintain feel good have energy you know feel satiated throughout the day i know what that is that'll probably never change it might a little bit on like a caloric side
1: if I tend
0: to increase my activity
1: so when you say a baseline you have a maximum number of carbohydrates you're going to consume per day and that's is that based on uh, how do you how did you determine that number or how do you determine that number I always just
0: unintentionally I think try to stay around 30 or under okay and some days was like way under again not necessarily intentionally and some days were a little bit over but I didn't stress about it being over
1: gotcha and you're you're a little person so um, like yeah. if if it was if someone maybe you know 185 pounds would do you think that baseline number would be different potentially
0: um perhaps but not necessarily okay I think I also just went by how I feel so, again, we'll talk a little bit more about the biofeedback okay. that I get um, or that I used at least to help, kind of help gauge my needs. Um, so just to touch on the the, the low-carb days specifically, I did keep my protein fat around 1 to 1 grams to protein. Um, I usually have a larger fat load earlier in the day. I tend to have a larger portion of protein later, which for me, I like finishing the day with like a nice big piece of meat i mean honestly that could be like three quarters of a pound wow i like i like the meat. that is a big piece of meat <laughs> <laughs> but but part of why i do that too is because i prefer to have less meals during the day it's it's convenience for me mm-hmm. um I'd, I'd rather have a really big lunch and have it sustain me until dinner and not have to think about food again like convenience for me that's just What's worked best. Gotcha. So if I have a nice substantial dinner. Then I'm done for the day. And And you don't
1: find yourself like. Getting hungry during the day. Or having energy lulls. Or anything like that.
0: Very rarely. Um, Sometimes I will get a little bit hungry. During the day. Um, And if I do. Like I'll have a little bit of Greek yogurt. um, And some. My favorite actually. I'll just tell you my favorite snack. Plain Greek yogurt. With a little Stevia. And then I swirl in the Trader Joe's. Crunchy almond butter. It's really good.
1: It's I dangerous. Li- I like It's really good. Having snack suggestions cuz I've been playing around with cottage cheese with a little stevia mm-hmm. with
0: that's actually really good.
1: I take dark really super dark chocolate like 90% dark chocolate mm. and chop it up like mm, with a knife nice. and then sprinkle it in the cottage cheese. I get that. That's... It, it's it's eh, it's okay. It works for me, but I'm I I like the the crunchy almond butter it's, suggestion. It's something about like the sweet
0: because I'm I'm like all about textures mm-hmm. and, and temperatures too. I've probably talked That's about. That's why I
1: need the crunchy chocolate pieces it's, in the cottage cheese.
0: Exactly. So yeah. there's something about like the creamy sweet that I get from the yogurt because I've added the stevia in, mm-hmm. and then like the crunchy salty because it oh. it is made with sea salt so good it just totally it satisfies all of these different things mm. in one sitting and it's very filling like even if i just do a half a cup of the greek yogurt yeah the, the dairy it just it's a slow digestion digestion so it's it sits with me for a long time
1: well and you have issues with casein right correct which is why i can't do the cottage cheese
0: gotcha i love cottage okay. cheese it just does not work out with my skin
1: got yeah <laughs> all well, I kind of want to try that now because, like, I yeah, love we'll the it. tangy yogurt. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's good. But is it? I don't. I need to check the protein content because I'm wondering it's if like it's 22 fine. grams. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. You and heard it the Trader, here, folks, I'm gonna try this. And the
0: Trader Joe's nonfat Greek yogurt has the least amount of carbs of any Greek yogurt I found.
1: Oh, amazing! Just an
0: FYI. Yep.
1: See, the tips that you get on this show it's valuable. Telling you. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm very excited about the snack now. <laughs> I can't wait to try this. And I actually have to go to the grocery store today, so. So there you go. You. Can give I'll it let y'all try. know. You can give it a try. That's great. Right. <laughs> I'll post on my Instagram. <laughs> um,
0: so that's that's pretty much like my baseline for the ULC days. And I will just say on like, a, uh, you know, people always ask us about veggies and things like that. So right. I love veggies. I love salads. I will experiment with those do a variety of them for dinner usually I'm going to do I'm going to do a salad or or, or more substantial veggies I'll save them for dinner time again it's just convenience at that point I have more time to cook them things like that Um, but I always I have a thing for fermented foods so every day I have like kimchi or Some sort of a sauerkraut and I have three different flavors in my fridge that I rotate between.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's supposed to be really good for your gut, but that also amuses me.
0: (laughs) I literally could eat like a whole jar of kimchi. It's really bad and delicious. It's just good. I don't know. Something about like the texture and the crunchy. I don't know. I just really like it. It's
1: too oniony for me. I really like it. I
0: think that's why.
1: Yeah. I like the spicy one.
0: I want like my mouth to burn at the end.
1: I, do, I love spicy food, but it's – to me, when I eat onions, it's like I'm committing to eating those onions for the next, like, 24 hours. It's you know what ch- I mean? Like, they're going to stay with me. And so I'm just – I'm never sure that I really want the onion taste that bad. Okay, like, <laughs> you know what a <laughs> really
0: good trick is? Just because we're talking about that, I'll make it quick. <laughs> if you want to just cut down on, like, the onioniness, if you let them sit in a little vinegar – before you add them to like a salad or whatever you want it cuts it a lot gotcha a lot a lot so just well
1: i know that vinegar is great for cleaning because it also deodorizes mm-hmm. so That's i wonder if it just it's neutralizing the yeah like you don't have onion breath afterwards which is nice. huh. mm-hmm. yep but you have onion vinegar breath <laughs> You have to have
0: one. You have to just decide then That's which right. one is better to have or not.
1: <laughs> well, I would think the vinegar would fade way faster than the onion smells. So. Very, very, very true. There's a trade-off. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So, so back on track. <laughs> so back on track. So I
0: will say too that being that I was going to the gym less often and even when I would go, I wasn't doing nearly as much work as I was previously. So I did consciously... Adjust my total caloric intake on even on my ULC days based on my reduced activity level. So, just an example, I work from home. I do have a stand up desk, so I'm not sitting all day. But my activity, if I don't go to the gym or run errands, I don't leave the house. So, like, literally, my activity is like walking from my desk to the kitchen to get food, <laughs> to go to the bathroom to go pee, which I do like 150 times a day. <laughs> I'm sure I that there's a lot of water.
1: T- tons of people can relate to that level of. Activity in yeah, the day. Yeah, like I'm not moving, yeah. mm-hmm. so
0: therefore I don't need as much food. It just that's how the math works. So basically, I just went by what my energy was like, what my appetite was like. Some days I needed a little bit more food. Some days I didn't need as much, and so I just paid attention to what my body was telling me and adjusted based on that. One thing that I will say is, in paying attention to all that sort of biofeedback. It is really interesting to pay attention to sort of the, uh, the the appetite changes that aren't actually relevant to like what your body needs. Because, and I'm sure that all the women can relate to this, <laughs> sometimes we just want to eat things because we want to eat them. And it has nothing necessarily to do with the fact that we need the food.
1: Yeah, maybe we're that,
0: emotional, maybe, you know, we're it's, you know,
1: that happens. Premenstrual, particularly to me when there are hormonal changes. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. And it's the I can always predict when my period is coming because I always crave and it's I know it's so specific. Is the thing that just blows my mind because I don't eat potato chips. Mm-hmm. Now I do eat chocolate. But the combination of chocolate and potato chips, when I feel like I have to have it, it's like I will kill someone if I don't get <laughs> chocolate and potato chips. And the, and I, it's wait, like do I gotta you have wait those together,
0: to... the chocolate and the potato chips. That could actually be really good.
1: Uh, no, I don't eat them together. But it's like those two things, I have to have them. Mm. That's how I know. Okay, I'm gonna start any day now. And it's like want to consume mass quantities of potato chips (laughs) and there's a texture thing too it's like i need the crunchy the crunchy uh, starchy of the potato chips Mm -hmm. and nine times out of ten i don't get the potato chips because very rarely do those cravings fall (laughs) just conveniently fall on a carbonite (laughs) but it's it's remarkable to me how specific the craving is Mm
0: -hmm. well usually it's because there's something in those foods that your body needs or wants Mm. so like chocolate for a lot of people it's it's really high in magnesium yeah so that's that is an interesting point I should bring up is that and I I I didn't pay attention to this enough before I started taking T3 fuel but ever since I've started taking it I literally chocolate is never something that crosses my mind Mm. I've also heard that ever ever ever
1: a chocolate craving like, <laughs> can also be a need for chromium. So there I've you heard go. heard that too. There you go. So because I take magnesium like it's a religion. Yeah. like I've, And I've been taking it for years and years mm-hmm. and years. Like I never run out of it. I just have like a stockpile. I take it every single night. Um, so it would surprise me if the chocolate craving was about magnesium. But I have heard that about chromium mm-hmm. before. So maybe it's, maybe Which it's that. Which is, I will have to check my multi and see if it has chromium in it. Right, but, right.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so moving on to, do you feel like that covered the the ULC days enough?
1: Yeah, I think so. Okay,
0: okay. So I mean, my
1: only other question would be, you know, if someone were trying to get really specific with a total fuel number, Mm -hmm. how how do you determine that? But it sounds like it's just something you've experimented with enough and you know roughly where you need to be. Yeah. Well, and and unfortunately, I think that's the answer to that question for almost 100% of people yeah. is you just have to pick a number and start with it that's and right. then play with it within, you know, 250 calories a week or exactly. so. Exactly. Agreed. So. Yes. That's a, that, And That then, is not the answer that people want to hear, I by know, the I'm way, sorry, like, we, well, <laughs> it's not straightforward because it's, it's just not. No, because like. everybody's metabolism is different. Like for me, I with my activity level most people think that I consume way more food than I do but mm-hmm. because I I you know did some metabolic damage to myself when I was younger I just can't right. I cannot my metabolism won't handle that level of fuel it wants a very specific amount <laughs> and that's what no I have more, to give no it less. That's right yeah yep, yep I get it I get it Because um, less and I suffer like performance right you know decline and more I I can gain five pounds in about an hour and a half. (laughs) Instantaneous. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I'm Um, like a puffer fish.
0: (laughs) But she wouldn't know that unless she experimented. Oh, yeah. You know, and and it's just, it's awareness. It's it's the same thing we talk about all the time. Um, But I will say, just to touch on it real quick, is that I did make... You know, while I, I kept my my ratio of protein to fat um, pretty equivalent, I did always try to meet my protein goals, which was just at least a gram for every pound of lean mass that I have. So
1: you're saying so. you tried to hit a minimum
0: Yeah, I didn't always make that happen, okay. but I tried. Gotcha. I tried to get really close, which is, you know, why I would have quarter, three quarters of a pound of meat at the end of the day, because I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't actually have as much, so I got to get it in.
1: And that's important because protein is what's going to help you maintain your lean muscle mass. Mm-hmm. Which is going to help you keep your metabolism high. It helps you keep your hormones balanced. It helps you recover from any exercise that you may have done. Mm-hmm. Protein does a lot for you, people. Yep. And I love it. I'm this a meat is, eater. This is a oh, man. protein public service announcement. <laughs> Eat your protein, people. That's right.
0: <laughs> um, okay. So let me touch on the the carbs. carbs at this yeah. point okay. okay so there are a few things once I sort of realized that my unintentional experiments experiments were going really well I was like let's put a little bit more thought behind it um, at least let's start paying attention to the feedback that we're getting and then use that as a gauge and and that's not to say that I might have gotten a signal for my body that I needed them but I didn't have them does that make sense or on the flip side, what I might saying, not need them yet, but the opportunity came to have them and I had them.
1: Yeah, and you're talking about carbs. Carbs, When you say them. okay, Okay. Them. Okay. <laughs> them. The car- all the carbs. Those carbs. All the carbs. So, Dem yes. carbs, girl. Okay, so. So yeah,
0: so my my goal then going into sort of this, this next round of experiments was to have carbs either when I needed them based on what my body was telling me or because it was convenient to have them. And when it was convenient to have them, it's kind of like, okay, it was a, a birthday and the the carby options were either something that I really wanted and didn't want to pass up, so I had them. Or it was just the convenient thing to do. Like one example was we, we came to a party and like they had quiche and that was kind of it. It's <laughs> like, it's, it's really hard to eat the quiche without the crust you know like things like that yeah um, where it was just communion or it was a birthday party and there was cake and and I, it's
1: a party and, and you're going to eat the cake I really want to eat the
0: cake and really the cake. Yeah. and in making those decisions in the moment it was just like that's the decision i'm making i'm okay with it and i'm moving on tomorrow there's there's no other thought Gotcha. about the fact that i ate carbs when and i didn't necessarily need them
1: in the timing of it like would you just eat them at any time of the day No, or always
0: later in the day always later i would in always the day. push that to the latest time possible
1: okay so like usually dinner even the quiche yep. was happening at night it was at dinner yep okay
0: yep so luckily all our all, our, all of our social stuff do tends to happen later in the day guys, which, which does was work not out like you
1: know Sunday it's, brunch at ten a.m. or something. Okay,
0: no, no, no. no. Gotcha. Um, and, and that for me, and that's that would be an interesting experiment to run just out of curiosity. But for me, when I have kind of toyed with that before, like on vacation, mm-hmm. carbs for me earlier in the day just don't make me feel good. Gotcha. I get really sleepy. Um, yeah. I almost get like a little indigestion, which for some reason doesn't happen later in the day, and I haven't quite figured out why that is. <laughs> um, but it was interesting. Um, but I, I do notice if I have carbs earlier in the day, I will feel the blood sugar crashes. I will yep. get hangry. Mm-hmm. And that does not happen if I stay low carb. Gotcha. And I like feeling in control. <laughs> and when oh, I'm hangry, totally I am like me. a different, I mean, it's like the Snickers commercials. Yeah. I'm like a different person. Yeah. I and had- I have to, I, pol- I have to apologize sometimes to people <laughs> afterwards. I'm like, I'm sorry for what I said when I was hungry. <laughs> I really didn't mean it.
1: You're like a walking meme.
0: It's true. <laughs> And that's so that's how I know, you know, I don't I could have carbs earlier, but it's not necessarily the best choice for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It's similar story here. I had last week it was carb night and ended up having a late lunch, like 3 or 4 p.m. and had went ahead and started my carbs around that time. I was like, mm i'm right on the borderline i'm gonna go ahead and go for it and then had to go back to work and i was like all sweaty and all groggy and i was like oh god i'm never doing this again (laughs) because it was almost like okay i can't focus i can't think straight i need to (laughs) stick with (laughs) stick with protein and Mm -hmm. fat until i'm done with work and then i can partake in the carbs if it's my carb night or yeah exactly I just or feel I function um, better
0: when I don't yeah. have them earlier mm-hmm. in the day at all. Um, well,
1: plus they help you sleep, so. It's
0: true. I do sleep really well when I have them. Um, so I will say that in, I made it a point to have a, a full carb night at least once a week. Okay.
1: So you did this intentionally. Yes.
0: And it well, didn't necessarily fall on the same day. Um, but I tried to have it like at least, if I wasn't having any smaller Sort of bouts of carbs, like unintentional CBLs, um, then I did make it a point to have a full carbonate at least once a week. And gotcha. that could have been every fifth day. It could have been um, almost to the 10th day. Got if it. I went to 10 days, it's because I had some backloads in between mm. and didn't feel the need to have the full carbonate.
1: That's what CBL is, by the way. Carb, carb backload. Yes. So thank you for always that's okay i just want to make sure that <laughs> we're not using all this like jargon and people are like what the f is cbl like what is that
0: <laughs> <laughs> pushing your carbs to the later top part of the day
1: yeah carb backloading mm-hmm. or having it having um like a, a big chunk of carbs right after your workout could correct. be a carb backload also correct
0: um, my workouts weren't enough To qualify for that, gotcha. Although I do put like a tiny little piece of frozen banana in my shake because (laughs) I really like the way that it tastes. (laughs) But that literally is just (laughs) for flavor purposes and not for the functionality of what the carbs are doing. Oh, that's so. (laughs) And it's like it's literally like just just the tip of the banana, just
1: the tip, just the tip. Um. So she (laughs) she likes big portions of meat at night (laughs) and just the tip of the banana <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm like sorry I took really it there really I'm warm just... now my face is all red
0: <laughs> oh man okay we have to move on we're talking about food <laughs> talking about food
1: so <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm sorry I just I'm all
0: flustered now
1: <laughs> you said it I know I did. you said it I, I just did. you set me up um, Do you
0: see how I got quiet though when I said it? It's just like when I swear. I don't like to swear. It like makes me really uncomfortable. So even if it's super uh, appropriate, I whisper the swear words because I feel like it's it's easier for cutest. me to say it if I don't say it loud. It's really sad.
1: Oh, I love you, Alex. Okay. We're talking about carbohydrate. Talking about carbohydrates. Carb backload. Carb night.
0: So I made it a point to have a full like six to seven hour window for carb night, at least.
1: It's somewhere between five to 10 days apart. Correct. Gotcha.
0: Correct. And one of my, and I've, I think I've mentioned this before on the show, one of the, the biofeedbacks that my body gives me in particular as to when I need a full carb night is my BO smell changes. Fascinating. It's really interesting. And huh. this is something that I became aware of within my first year of playing with carb night. And it was literally like Ooh, clockwork.
1: You know what I bet clockwork. it is? I bet it's ketosis. It, it's I either bet it's that. keto related. Because
0: I've never had the keto breath. I never get the weird taste in my mouth. Right. There's, there's no other sign that's like very typical of the keto thing. Yeah. Um, For me. But the B.O. And part of what. I was reading about it like a long time ago as to why that that would change yeah. is also when, when you're more carb depleted, obviously you're not holding as much water. Your skin is drier mm. and therefore it might overproduce oil and different bacteria grow in different oily or oh, dry gotcha. or moist environments. So literally like… And it's not a bad smell; it's just different. Right, kind of like women, how we get a, a slightly different smell when yeah. our cycles coming around. The, so, that
1: level of I'm like attuneness. I'm literally and smelling my your... armpit,
0: and I'm like, oh yeah, carbonite soon.
1: <laughs> it's impressive that you're you're that tuned in though to your own personal biofeedback. Mm-hmm. So, like, I encourage everyone out there to start being a little more aware of
0: not only how you smell,
1: but, yeah, but other, other little signs that your body is giving you. Like, was there anything else that particularly signaled you that I definitely need carbs now
0: yes how my muscles feel so I'll talk about how the muscles feel and then the visual cues that I used as well so the muscles feel and I talked about this more in in detail in a recent well an article I wrote last year uh carbs a balancing act Mm -hmm. where I played with my carb intake around the new gymnastics training right and I get like uh like a crampy sensation in uh, mostly it's my left lat and my right tricep. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just one on each side. But I'll go to like stretch at my desk. And I'm stretching right now. I go to stretch at my desk and my, if I lock if out my cramps. elbow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it cr- if it like full on cramps, I really need carbs. The, you know what? I get a little the same twingy, thing. Sometimes I'll just be a little twingy like and I'm twitch. like, okay, soon. Right. Soon. Or, <laughs> may, or I could have a small amount. Yeah. Tonight or tomorrow and probably be fine.
1: I get the exact same thing, but it's not. It's not like lats and triceps. Mm-hmm. It's a little more random. Like a lot of times, it's my adductors, which oh, I know is weir- weird. Is weird. It's miserable when those I'm... cramp, and also the f- arches of my feet.
0: Yeah, I have an I have a client who actually her arches or her gage. it's yeah. really interesting.
1: And every now and then, like my serratus muscles mm. or uh, intercostals will yeah. cramp sometimes, which is really weird too. That so. is
0: weird. But hey, I mean, it's like, and, and all of those little things, like when you get a random signal, mm-hmm. just make note of it. And that's literally all I did to help kind of see what patterns were developing. Yeah, and, and just like you said, like these are things that are going to be reoccurring and all you have to do is be aware and conscious of it and mm-hmm. just kind of like file it away <laughs> because right. you're going to be well, in your body for a really, really long time and you might as well... Pay attention to it, especially
1: if you've changed something or you're doing something new, or you started a new nutrition plan, or exactly, you know, those are the those are the things that you want to pay attention to.
0: Well, yeah, because you're just going to learn more about what it is that you need, and if you're not aware, you could be missing all of this very valuable information that your body is literally like throwing at you.
1: Yeah. Did (laughs) you have anything else?
0: No, that was it. Oh, well, the visual one. Okay, Okay. right, right, so visually, and this one's. Honestly, it's a little bit harder to explain um, because everyone's going to have a different part of their body that this might be more noticeable in. So for me, and I used to use this as my gauge when I strictly did carb night as to did I have enough or not or too many carbs, okay? So if I woke up in the morning after carb night and my little sausage had little sausage fingers (laughs) (laughs) and bags under my eyes,
1: it's too much. Okay, and so you were puffy.
0: I was really puffy. Gotcha. And, and in very specific places.
1: So not like on your abdomen or.
0: Yeah. Nope. I mean, the ab lines might then be a little bit softer. Right. They're still there, but they're a little bit softer.
1: But that wasn't your would. tell for Correct. too many carbs. It was your fingers. And my in and bags under and my your eyes. under eyes.
0: Yes, and then a little bit around my jawline, mm-hmm. and this was more obvious like when I when I was on the leaner side um, because that just became more obvious. So Mm -hmm. if my jawline was, like, very pronounced, I, like, was – it was going to
1: be carb night (laughs) soon. If that
0: sort of, like, smoothed out, I'm like,
1: I had a lot of carbs. It's always interesting to me how much, like, when I lean out, how my facial features start to appear different to Uh me. And and, uh, I know it's really common. I mean, obviously people (laughs) – when they lose weight, their, their faces lean out too and mm-hmm. they look different, yeah. but it still surprises me that you would be either inflamed on your face or store fat on your face. Right. Like that's, mm-hmm. it's That's crazy to me.
0: Well, and, and it's going to be so different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I have one client whose face looks the same all the time, yeah. <laughs> all the time. I'm like, well, don't look at your face and it's not going to yeah. help. I mean, I kind of have
1: like a fat baby face anyway. And I have dimples and kind of like fuller, chewy cheeks. Yeah, so, but I can still like my cheekbones stand out more, my jaw lines more defined, um, even like, like my temple area mm-hmm. looks less. put right. I don't know, right? It's just those little
0: things, and again, yeah. it's just paying attention. Um, so I f- do you, did I do you feel like I covered the the carb structure a little bit? Um. I, I would uh, say I, that I I rarely went longer than five days with having some sort of carb. Okay, so, so
1: you weren't being ultra low carb like eight days in a row and then having a carb load. No, would...
0: if I went more than seven days between actual like full carb nights, it's because I've had a CBL, at little backloads or okay. another, gotcha. and that and those ranged a lot. I mean, it literally could have been like.
1: I had
0: a potato for dinner and then nothing else. Like, that's not a lot. It's not, that's a very small controlled backload.
1: Yeah, you weren't having free for alls and eating like an entire bag of Cheetos and chasing it with a pint of Ben and Jerry's. Nope. Don't do that. Do not not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Probably even on carb night. Don't do that. No. Yeah. My only other question would be, did you have a specific quantity on carb night, like a minimum that you were trying to hit? Or did you just have like a max ceiling and are you still separating it into like three different spikes?
0: Oh, so yeah. Okay. So yes, three different spikes, definitely. Um, Sometimes I would go in with a number goal and I chose that number range again. I wasn't obviously hitting anything precisely. Um, I went. I based that number off of how many backloads I had had b- prior to that full carbonate.
1: Okay, so like if you had already done two backloads that week, your number's lower. Correct. Probably like one fifty, two hundred. Okay. And then I would just space that out into the three spikes. Gotcha.
0: Um, and then I would also in in those situations I would choose uh, carbs. My backloads were generally like savory. For, for you know bunny ears here clean carbs right so not so, so like much rice, like potatoes um i did garlic bread a few times like i made like a meaty meat sauce and then did garlic bread oh, i made like a sandwich really? so
1: not so much like um ice cream or no, and that
0: you know what that was really interesting is i actually never craved sweets not mm-hmm. once I still haven't. I literally had them because I was like, well, I can have ice cream tonight. Right. But it wasn't like days leading up where I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to have ice cream. It just never happened. Okay. And there were two times more recently where I got ice cream out of the fridge. I had a bite and I was like, eh, I don't want this. Yeah. That's huh, really not what I want. Actually, rice pudding is like one of my favorite. Oh, right. Treats. Yeah, I love think you've it. Mentioned that. I don't to know me why. Before. It's like creamy. It's maybe it's a texture thing.
1: Oh, it can be so good. So, and I put
0: cinnamon on it. It's like delicious. Have
1: you ever put cardamom in it? Yeah. People that like cardamom and cashews. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's like so good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I still kind of fan. craved
0: more like savory-ish things. I don't. I, I haven't quite figured out why yet.
1: Tonight is my carb night and I'm like getting all these ideas. I'm like, mmm, rice pudding. <laughs> really
0: good. It's very effective too. Like in terms yeah. of yielding good results, it works. For me personally, yeah, it works it's a pretty really
1: well. It's a pretty freaking clean. Yeah. Clean carb. Yep. Um, Plus you can make it with coconut milk. So. It's true.
0: Although I always buy it because it's kind of a lot of work to make it. It's like a lot of work. Really? Yeah. It's kind of like making risotto. Like you have to babysit it and stir it. and Oh, uh, like,
1: see I always use cooked rice.
0: See, all. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. That would make it way easier. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if you know why I didn't think of that. But, it, but in saying that, it's a good point that you brought that up, is I would, if I was going to do a small backload, I would buy the individually cooked packages of rice at the store. Oh, that's It's smart, like the perfect too. serving. Then you, you don't have it, it sitting exactly. around. You eat it; it's gone. There's nothing left.
1: <laughs> like last week when I made five homemade cinnamon rolls and gave you she did. the extra I, ones she to take sent me home, home with the cinnamon rolls. And they <laughs> were really good. They were they were really good. They were. Did you eat one? I did. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, because
0: he was eating it, and I was like, okay, I'll have the other
1: one. You're like, let me try it. Okay.
0: <laughs> and what's nice is just being able to do that and not worry about it.
1: See, it's I like someone so freeing. I'm just like someone I'm gonna needs have to a cinnamon invent a like two pack of like stick in the oven cinnamon rolls or you know like where you can yeah. like whoever did that with the cookies where you can just break them That's off true. and cook that that it's was genius. genius someone should do that with cinnamon because I've actually tried like opening the little
0: you can't close it back up
1: the super scary can- yeah <laughs> they pop yes and it scares me every single time like why does it have to pop i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) just that jumpy i guess but i've actually tried kind of like you know closing it back closing the can can and put no it's not the same it's not they dry out and then when you cook them they're just they're weird they still taste good but the texture is not not the same same. same. i agree (laughs) and sometimes i'll even make my own um homemade icing because yeah. I don't tolerate corn very well. Oh, that's right. And uh, a lot of those... its the cornstarch. That's right. Yeah. Because powdered sugar is basically sugar and cornstarch. That's mm-hmm. what makes it fluffy. Um, but you can get it now that has like arrowroot. Or oh. or um, what's the other one? It has arrowroot as a thickener instead of the cornstarch. Mm-hmm. Or there's another one that they use, tapioca. Mm-hmm. So... It does work well. So sometimes I'll make... Cream cheese icing mm. with the low fat cream cheese and. There you go. <laughs> right? The corn free powdered sugar. And l- put a little lemon juice in there mm, to like good. cut the sugar a little, a little acid in there. So good. That sounds really good. Maybe mm. we should have a cooking show sometime. <laughs>
0: We'd have to do a video of that for that sure if we did that. <gasps>
1: well, that might be fun. Okay. So we'll yeah. just put that in there. <laughs> I'm
0: just going to file that away for That's later. right. File that away. <laughs> um, okay. So I feel like I should touch on training briefly yeah i'm only gonna touch on it briefly mostly because there wasn't like i mentioned earlier not a lot of rhyme or reason to my workouts um my gauge for going to the gym which was a very new and a little stressful at the beginning way of thinking um because and i'm gonna save this like full story for another time but for as long as i can remember i've used exercise as my my stress reliever yeah reliever
1: is that a word reliever relief. reliever reliever stress relief
0: Stress relief. Thank you.
1: I guess relief would be, the, make up words today. Would be the noun.
0: So yeah, I used exercise up, as no. my stress relief <laughs> 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 for as long as I can remember. Since I was a kid, I used that. Yeah. Um, and, and in any, if I look back in any super stressful time in my life where like a big change was happening, that's when I chose to like to set an extreme goal in the gym. Because I like structure and yeah. I like having organization. and so that. when some, Exactly. It's a control mechanism for me. Um, more so over the food is the exercise. And so that was a, a large, more mental shift for me in kind of letting the reins go on that a little bit and saying, okay, I'm not going to have a plan necessarily going into the gym. I'm going in because A, it's going to feel good for my body and I need to move um, or I want to play around. And honestly there was no rhyme or reason to any day or any week around my training if just today like, I, I felt feel like, like working out and yeah I'm and what do go. i feel like doing i think i want to deadlift today
1: so oh. that's how you decided what you were gonna do is just like i feel like lifting
0: pretty oh. much yep or i want to play around with gymnastics and even with that it's like oh i might do 20 minutes of handstands and that was my workout hmm. like i posted a video yesterday of me doing some like oblique work i saw that those were the only two exercises I did that day. Well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I did them and I was like, I think I'm going to go
1: home. That was enough. That was enough.
0: And so I just, and kind of what you mentioned very briefly at the, at the beginning of uh, the episode is I just want to move well. Mm -hmm. at this point and I want to have fun with my workouts and I always previously had put so much pressure on myself around like I need to change this I need to strengthen that I need to work on this you gotta perform yeah I gotta perform I gotta do something I have to make this count um and so I think kind of stepping away from that it was like I said a little bit stressful but also super freeing yeah and and not feeling like I needed to do anything I don't need to do anything if I don't work out for a whole week like oh Surprise, wanna... surprise! My muscles are still there. <sighs> My strength, and actually, I felt know? stronger even then. Like when the last time I went and deadlifted, it had been like six weeks since I deadlifted, and it, I pulled the weight like it was
1: <laughs> like light <laughs> You're as a so feather. Fresh.
0: I was like, "Wow, I'm." Your I'm central really nervous strong. system
1: was firing all the it, yeah. it was
0: amazing, and I mean, the only drawback about then being like excited in the moment when
1: you were super sore the next (laughs) I was so
0: (laughs) sore yeah I kind of saw that coming (laughs) well and then like we we talked about this a little bit another time is when I went for my bachelorette party um, in Cabo which was really fun um I don't do push-ups ever I just don't do them I don't really do chest stuff uh mostly because of my the girls I bought (laughs) um but they had a push up contest at the beach bar. And so of course all my girlfriends were like, You have to go up there and I was like, I don't do push ups.
1: And you kick their asses. And I
0: kicked their ass and there just there were some CrossFit girls up there. Uh oh that Look that out. that several people came up and were like, There's your competition and I'm like I crushed it. I crushed it. But in saying that I could not move my arms for like
1: four days after that. Oh my it-, God. it was intense nothing destroys my upper body like push-ups
0: holy moly yeah i was like don't hug me don't touch me it hurts
1: (laughs) i can't can't do it oh and then you got food poisoning and then i got food poisoning god i bet you're miserable
0: it was it was terrible yeah um so i i will i will say too that what was interesting is is i went into that vacation saying like this is my bachelorette party i'm only gonna get one of these i'm gonna have a really good time with my girlfriends i'm gonna eat all the things that i want to eat and I'm going to drink all the things that I want to drink. And I'm not going to think much about it. And in doing that, I mean, granted, I did it on purpose to like see what would happen. Mm-hmm. um, Kind of how much can I get away with goal. <laughs> <laughs> but then I got sick, really sick. And I ended up losing like seven pounds.
1: I oh mean, poor thing. Three
0: weeks before the wedding. Ugh. And I had just gotten my dress altered. And I was like, I got to put all this weight back on. Crap.
1: You're like the anti-bride. I no, was. You guys
0: are going to hate
1: me. You know, there's no one out there that's like, oh my God, I get married in like a week. I need to put on seven pounds. Literally. No, like. <laughs> I ate, I had, so for the full week that I got back, once I was like able to actually
0: put like normal food down, Yeah. Um, I literally had carbs every single night. I didn't pay attention to how much I literally just ate and I didn't put on any weight.
1: <laughs> oh, good grief.
0: And I was all like veiny and like. It was. You
1: guys it's a are good thing I me. love you so much because, and I'm like, oh, that, that did not work re- out
0: how I planned. <laughs>
1: oh, well, they just all, all the carbs went straight into your muscles. Pretty and much. Just...
0: but luckily, in saying that, I did. So while I getting on the scale, which is why we don't like the scale, the weight didn't change, but I did fill out my clothes, which was interesting.
1: That is interesting. So, so mm-hmm. what happened to her? Ladies and gentlemen, if you're trying to work that out in your head, how did she get bigger but not gain any weight? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She had a body composition shift. That means that her lean body mass changed Mm -hmm. and the amount of fat on her body, the percentage of it had to change at some point throughout that.
0: Right. Which actually makes a little bit of sense because whenever I've worked with a competitor, after they get off the stage. And th- that last week, you know, we're doing the whole water manipulation. We're doing a lot of things to just make them look the way we want to look. But mm-hmm. they kind of go into that in somewhat of a, a depleted state, even if it's more of like a water depletion. But then coming out of that, it's like a really great opportunity to build. Mm-hmm. Your body's like in this perfect situation where it's going to take whatever you give it as long as there is some timing, you know, right. planned it's out. Ready. It's, it's like... ready. It's not, it's not a free for all, but you, you can fully take <clears throat> advantage of this sort of coming out of a depleted state and I think that that's what happened being that I had been sick I was severely dehydrated from not being able to keep any food down um, that my body was just like it sucked in everything that it could Mm -hmm. and I mean it was to
1: the well I think that's also interesting just in general that most most people are on reducing diets Mm -hmm. forever forever they just want to reduce and reduce and reduce and reduce and they don't They don't wisely go through like a bulking phase, um, which is going to help you at least maintain your muscle, Mm -hmm. which which even ladies, you absolutely want to maintain your muscle because you don't want to be skinny fat. Right. We've all seen Miley Cyrus (laughs) in the creepy flesh colored bathing suit (laughs) and what that ass looks like. And it's not it's not pretty. (laughs) <laughs> well, if you think about it. No, you know, no, um, I'm not trying to throw shade at Miley Cyrus. I'm just.
0: <laughs> but I, you know, I like myself and I appreciate in others when there are curves and all the right places. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to fill out
1: my clothes. And I, I mean, I personally want to look like a strong woman. Agreed. I don't want to look I was, like a fragile, breakable little, you know, yeah, exactly. Little Barbie doll or something.
0: <laughs> I was definitely a buff bride. Yeah, girl. I mean, my guns were out. I dig it. The Sun was out. My guns were out.
1: Sun's out. Gun's <laughs> out.
0: <laughs> well, Mrs. Navarro. Did, did that, do you have any more questions around my training? <gasps> or did that, do we feel like we're, we're almost out of time, so try to make sure I don't like leave anything important out.
1: No, I think, you know, we started off talking about goals mm-hmm. and it might be interesting to kind of bring it back to that because... Your goal in the gym ultimately is you want to feel good in your body. Yep. You want to feel able, capable, mobile.
0: Yeah. Um, if I need to carry five bags of groceries up the long flight of stairs to my apartment, I want to be able to do it in one one straight shot.
1: Right. If you have a heavy carry-on, you need to put it in the overhead bin on the airplane. Like which which I, I want to be really to good that. at that.
0: It's yeah. like you just snatch it up there. <laughs> if anything it's just the size is awkward, it's not the weight.
1: <laughs> yeah that yeah. is that can... or if
0: i need to climb on the counter and like get something from the top cabinet and not go get the step stool like i can just yeah climb up like nobody's business and be totally fine yep and it's nice to just feel or if capable or need to crawl
1: under a fence i don't know why you would need to do that but you know just yep. capable these are the things everyday activities to do.
0: are normal and easy and that's
1: interesting too because you know after i've been having a hard time kind of re- recovering after my germany trip and i've been doing a lot of yoga mm-hmm. and i did go and lift um last friday and i felt like a million bucks i actually mm-hmm. felt faster because i was so much more mobile right mm-hmm. and that was interesting to me yep. so i was like i'm going to keep doing this yoga thing <laughs> which i have been doing like just so you guys know i've been doing yoga on and off for about 10 years so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not it's right. not new right um And for
0: me, that's funny that you brought that up because that was probably one of the only consistent activities that I've done mm -hmm. is a yoga class on Tuesday nights. It is like a power. Yeah. We're moving quick. But honestly, I didn't go to it for the physical component of it i went to it for the mental mental yep is it's and that's again kind of going back to how i've always used exercise as my stress relief Mm -hmm. like it takes me out of my head puts me in my body yep focus helps me focus on my breath which is why i love the yoga is it's it's a flow like i -hmm. I synchronize there is nothing else i can think about and do yoga well
1: that's exactly the way that i feel about it too because i do the 90 minute hot yoga Mm -hmm. and it's really intense and if you're not focusing on what you're doing
0: you're falling all over the place you are
1: falling all over the place and you like just that level of like meditative laser focus Mm -hmm. the way like you're just glowing when you leave i i personally feel so much better after a yoga class agreed
0: agreed Mm -hmm. lighter
1: yeah Mm -hmm. a little bit
0: like physically and mentally
1: yeah just like i mean it's hard to articulate, but kind of glowing a little yeah. bit. So.
0: Probably all the sweat helps, too.
1: Oh, my gosh. Love, Yeah. I turn well, red I like a tomato. It's. Well, and I don't <laughs> sweat in
0: my normal workouts at all. Oh, I just, unless the room is really hot, I will not, like, well, I might glisten a little bit. Yeah. But, like, there's not, I don't really no. sweat that much. So, I that's drip. kind of the only time that I do.
1: Even when it's not hot yoga, I always sweat more during yoga. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. I think it's because it's so... Well, it's it's, it's neurologically you're, stimulating. Yeah,
0: and you're constantly moving. It's a yeah. flow. There's no like, let me do a couple reps and then I'm resting. Yeah, it's it's constant movement. That might, yeah. I don't know, something to do.
1: Well, there's a lot of there's not really much resting in CrossFit either. But <laughs> that's
0: true. And I haven't done CrossFit before, so but I, I knew.
1: still find that I sweat more during yoga than yeah during CrossFit. Makes sense, just different. Yeah. Well,
0: well, I hope that that was insightful for you guys. Um.
1: Yes, I. And, I mean, and I'm really. I know I learned a lot. That's good.
0: I, I'm. I. I am kind of. You know. Kind of thinking ahead about wanting to set a, a goal. Um, but but also, setting it, in a realistic way that's not going to put pressure on myself. Yeah. Um, that's still going to be sort of the 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 premise of all of my workouts, which is to have a good time.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll have and, to check to back in. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to check back in and see like in a couple of weeks and see where you are, if you uh-huh. come up with a goal or totally like where, where you end up with that. Yeah.
0: Well, and it'll be really interesting because I'm leaving for my honeymoon in a couple of days oh. and I'm going to be gone for almost two weeks. More experiments. I, or are you yeah. going to, yeah. well, I'm going to do kind of vacation protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, uh, but I did this.
1: I honestly, gosh. I don't know what that is. I don't know what the vacation protocol is. We'll talk
0: about that another time.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: okay. But uh, basically, I'm just going to have all the things that I want to have, but I'm not going to think twice about it, and I'm not going to worry about working out. I'm not bringing any workout clothes.
1: (gasps) She's going to do it in the nude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That will not be posted on Instagram. Just an FYI, so don't stalk it if that's what you're hoping (laughs) It's not going to happen. So I will report back after my, my getaway and let you know if I put on 100 pounds or if I'm exactly the same. Oh, please. <laughs> Probably be the same because I'm pretty much always the same.
1: Yeah. You poor thing.
0: <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll still put on those those five pounds that I lost uh, after my trip. Oh, I did, my I, did God. Put you on. I did put you back on. <laughs> but I'm, I literally am at my smallest that I have been since I competed, which is weird. Yeah. And I only know this because somebody asked and I happened to get on the scale. Otherwise, my clothes still kind of fit the same. My pants are still a little bit loose, but yeah, better. Okay. I totally forgot to talk about alcohol. I'm just going to mention this really quick because I know somebody's (laughs) going to ask. In all of these experiments, alcohol was involved.
1: Oh, in all of
0: them? All of them. Um, Always straight up my drink of choice, tequila on the rocks with some limes. So I didn't. I kept it very simple. Um, I also just don't like other alcohol. It doesn't make me feel good. Um, so and you're not into beer or no, no. Nah.
1: It makes me full and I just wine heard makes me stuffy and my southernness when I said beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like beer? <laughs> What's wrong with you?
0: <laughs> so I did enjoy it both on low carb days and when there were carbs involved. Yeah. Um, I basically just had it either when I wanted it or it was a social thing, usually social for me. I'm not just going to like sit at home and have to keep it by myself. <laughs> no, it's
1: not that kind that?
0: of drinker now. <laughs> um, and sometimes it might be one drink and sometimes it might've been three and I did not notice any negative effects from it. It did not hinder my progress. It didn't affect me in any reasonable way hmm. that made sense to make note of. So I just felt like I needed to just add that in on the very, very end. I'm going to leave you guys with that.
1: So did you add that to your number of carbs then? Nope. You didn't count it as I carbs. I did not count it. I okay.
0: Tend like it was didn't exist. Interesting. Yep. And cool. That's it. That's all I got. So I hope that was helpful. Um if you guys have questions or want to know more for it, it sort of uh intrigued you to, you know, ask me to or want me to expand on anything, you know, put it in the in the questions comments below yeah, either happy the site to, or on the Facebook page
1: we're happy to we we love hearing suggestions we want to know what you guys want to hear about what you want mm-hmm. us to talk about if you um you know if you want us to talk more about naked working out if you want us <laughs> to talk more about <laughs> just kidding um yeah just let us know you can find both of us on instagram alex is a v navarro mm-hmm. i am shayna underscore a and then also in the comments yep. um under the show notes yep
0: we'll be there so thanks guys for cool. listening to us ramble on about what the past year has been like for me and uh, i hope it was insightful if anything and we'll catch you guys next time thanks
1: Woo. bye <laughs> You've been listening to Her Body on Body FM with your hosts Alex Navarro and Shayna
0: Alverson. If you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io.
1: We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance.